for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another living life. And if I say the words, Jesus is called to you, uh, what's the first thing that goes on in your mind? Uh, what are you feeling? Uh, normally, when we say that Jesus has called someone to do something, uh, we think of it as something that's reserved for pastors or people who've uh, been in church their whole lives or missionaries or something like that. That it's going to be costly, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be life-altering or something like that. Uh, but that's actually not the case. In today's passage, we actually see Jesus giving one of his disciples a very special call. And even though it doesn't go exactly the way that the disciple probably wanted it to go, uh, we know that through this call, that it reveals to us who Jesus is. It actually reveals to us uh, what the nature of our faith is meant to be. Uh, so with that in mind, let's read today's passage together. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 36. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. We see in the beginning of today's passage, uh, Jesus, he finally has time for himself. You know, he just had a really tough couple of days of ministry. Uh, he fed the thousands yesterday, as we know. Uh, he just heard about the death of his cousin John the Baptist. You know, a lot of things were on his mind, and he was probably drained physically and mentally. Uh, so what does Jesus do? He goes up to the mountainside by himself, and he prays. You know, that's the pattern that we see uh, throughout Jesus' life. Uh, anytime there was a difficult moment, anytime he just needed uh, just to get energy back, he took time and prayed. You know, that's something that we need to follow in his footsteps as well. You know, even the Son of God, he took time to pray when he was down. 
And there are times when life is hard. There are times when ministry is hard. There are times when our faith might need a little bit of encouragement. Uh, the best thing for us to do is to pray to God and be able to say, God, help me. Give me your spirit again. You know, when we are down, we need you so much, even more in this time. And God will be able to answer the prayers just as he answered Jesus' prayers as well. You know, in today's passage, in the beginning, we see uh, Jesus and his disciples, they're separated. You know, Jesus is up on the mountain. The disciples, they go off on their ship, their boat, out into the lake. Uh, but they're there late into the night, and they see all these waves just crashing. Uh, and it's a very dangerous time for them to be out in sea. Uh, but in the midst of all of that, they see a figure reaching out to them, walking over to them, over, the, uh, over this sea. You know, who is this person? Uh, we all know who the person is, right? It's always Jesus. Uh, Jesus is that person. They see Jesus walking over to them. You know, throughout this language that we see in today's passage, uh, we know the boat was probably at least two or three miles away from the shore. That means that Jesus took the time to walk two or three miles uh, from where he was to reach the disciples who were in the middle of this lake. You know, why? Why did Jesus do all this? And I think it's very important for us to understand that Jesus wanted to reveal himself to the disciples in a more intimate way. He wanted to show them who he was, that by performing this very private miracle uh, that he was revealing to his closest disciples uh, that he was the Son of God. He was the promised Messiah who was to come. Now he is here right now, and he wanted to bolster the faith of his beloved disciples. And throughout all of that, all of his disciples see him, but there's one disciple that you know, stands out to us, the disciple that usually stands out, and that's Peter. You know, Peter says he wants to do the same thing that Jesus, wants, Jesus is doing. You know, Peter wants to walk on the water as well. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, come, come. You know, Peter says, tell me to come to you on the water. And then Jesus says, come, come. So Peter goes down on the boat, it says. He walks on the water, and he's walking toward Jesus. Uh, but what happens when he does that? You know, the winds pick up, the waves get even stronger, right? And Peter decides, you know, he's just a little bit more scared. Instead of focusing on Jesus, he's focusing on everything around us. And he starts to sink and get lower and lower and lower. You know, it's very interesting that we see that, you know, Peter, his focus is not on Jesus at this time. He's looking at everything around him. You know, Peter's a fisherman. He knows the waters better than anybody else in this world. He's an expert when it comes to this lake, to the sea, wherever he is. Uh, but in this moment, instead of focusing on what, who Jesus is, he's focusing on what he knows, uh, the world around him, and all he sees is danger. Now, what's interesting to us in this passage is that we see that Jesus never leaves his side. It's not like Jesus disappears, and that's why Peter starts sinking. No. You know, when Peter is walking fine on the water, Jesus is there. When Peter is sinking down on the water, Jesus is there. The only difference is that Peter allowed the world around him to overwhelm him. You know, there are times that happens to us as well. You know, we have our eyes on Jesus. We're set. We're excited. We have all this passion and faith for him. And then we look around our world. We look around our workplace. We look around our relationships, wherever it may be, and it just kind of overwhelms us. And we lose a little bit of faith. We get down in our faith, as we like to say. You know, but the thing that we need to understand is that in both times, whether it was for Peter or for us, that Jesus has never left our side. That's the difference there. That's the key point of today's message, that Jesus calls Peter, but throughout the call when Peter is doing well and even when Peter is sinking, 
Jesus never leaves Peter's side. In that same way, Jesus will never, ever leave our side. You know, no matter how difficult the moment is, because uh, we're not immune from the ups and downs of this world. You know, even though we are familiar in this world, there are times when the world overwhelms us. You know, school, family, relationships, workplace, whatever it may be, we must always remember that in the best moments and in the lowest moments, that one thing remains unchanged, and that is Jesus' presence in our lives. As long as we are able to focus on him, uh, we're able to keep our fo uh, focus and faith on him, uh, that we will never ever actually drown and fall. And that's what Peter does. Peter reaches out to God, Jesus, and Jesus picks him up and he says, you of little faith. Uh, but what I love about what Jesus says in here, he doesn't say you of no faith. He says you of little faith. The faith that Peter had uh, never completely went away. He had faith when he was walking, he had faith when he was sinking, and he had faith enough to know that he was in trouble and crying out to Jesus. Now, that's the lesson for us today. You know, when Jesus gives us a call, uh, there are times that we might be scared to follow it. Uh, there are times we might be hesitant, right? If Jesus says, come, we'll be like, mm, Jesus, maybe later when I'm more ready. Uh, but Jesus is saying, come, it's okay. I will be with you every step of the way. When you're flying high, walking on the waters, when you're sinking, wherever it may be, that Jesus is always with us. Uh, therefore, it's important for us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Don't allow the world to overwhelm us because that's what's going to happen. No matter how familiar we are in that presence, that atmosphere, wherever that may be, if we allow the world, if we keep our eyes on the world, it will eventually always overwhelm us. Uh, so today... Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's keep our eyes on the one that uh, provides for us, the one that gives us this faith, and be able to follow him in everything that we do. Today's passage ends with the disciples. Uh, seeing who Jesus is, they worship him. You know, they fall on their knees and they worship him. And worship is a way for us to be able to surrender to Jesus, to acknowledge who he is, to say that you are Jesus, you are the Lord, and we are not, and we are in need of you. you know, today is the second day of Lent. It's the 40-day period that we have right before Easter. Uh, as we embark on this new season of Lent, uh, let us be able to worship God not just in this moment, but every day, every moment, surrendering to Jesus, saying, we know who you are. You are our Lord. You are our Savior. Uh, you are the Son of God. We know who you are. Therefore, I will surrender all of myself and my life to you. And with that spirit, let's all come together in prayer. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you so much uh, for giving us another day, uh, for granting us this amazing message. You know, there are times that you call us, Lord, and we are so hesitant to answer that call. There are times you say, come, and we don't really want to go to you. I pray, Lord, Father God, that especially during this season of Lent, uh, that you call us and help us to be able to respond to your call each and every moment. Uh, let us not be hesitant. Let us not look around and see the dangers of this world, uh, but instead keep our focus on you and you alone. Uh, Lord, we thank you and we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
着。